For New Yorker David Reese, antebellum physician and self-appointed social critic, too much in American culture amounted to a mere counterfeit. His 1838 tirade against a host of humbugs warned that the unsophisticated and weak sisters were dangerously prone to deception. Deceivers deserved most of the blame, but Reese thought it unflattering that so many Americans had already been led astray. Though his humbugs ranged from animal magnetism to phrenology, he reserved special venom for religious frauds. With prophets, societies, and sects proliferating, Reese found the nation's religious scene unsettled by charlatans. The fleeting success of Matthias, Robert Matthews, the New York prophet whose controversial career had sparked a penny press uproar, struck him as a telling indicator of popular gullibility. But even the infamous Matthias was not the age's paramount religious fraud. For Reese, the most shocking humbug was the Mormon oracle Joseph Smith. Dismayed by the expansion of Smith's church, Reese played prophet himself, predicting that Mormonism would not cease to spread, unlike the kindred enormities of Matthias, some high-handed and outbreaking inequity shall wind up its history in pollution, infamy, and blood. This chapter seeks to account for the momentous shift in the American public perception of religion's potential for danger. Traditionally, religion had been threatening because of its association with government. Religion in the young nation became dangerous because it was unmoored. In this riotous new social setting, Mormonism functioned for many as it had for David Reese, as a foil against which commentators might imagine a less turbulent legacy for religious liberty. Caught between universal celebration of religious freedom and its destabilizing aftereffects, riders by the droves decried Mormonism as a fake religion but found themselves faking tolerance in the process. In worrying about the country's future, observers looked back for examples of the trouble that might infect societies that forsook true religion. Viewing Christianity's rivals as counterfeits of real religion, anti-Mormons set about exposing, unveiling, or unmasking Mormonism in ways that portrayed it as both new and old. They viewed it as an extraordinary and unprecedented threat, but one in a long history of religious impostures. As a result of this dependence on distinctively Protestant versions of history, a major strain of early anti-Mormon polemics localized on Joseph Smith himself and his claims to new revelation and prophetic authority. Anti-Smithism, in fact, dominated anti-Mormonism during its first two decades, Tracing the stories of religious impostors in early American writing provides clues to the intellectual and cultural environment from which Mormonism sprang and helps make sense of anti-Mormonism's scope and ferocity. Pervasive sensitivity to illusion and deception in the new nation exacerbated Protestant misgivings about religious innovation and the uncertainty facing American churches. Smith's claims to prophetic authority, additional scripture, and ecclesiastical superiority seemed to resolve the problems of diversity for some Americans, but far more took the movement as pluralism's cautionary tale. The very conditions, in other words, that gave rise to movements like Smith's also engendered the uncertainties that, in turn, shaped critiques of it. 
Anti-Mormons dismissed the charge of religious persecution because they typically did not consider Mormonism a religion. At the same time, they found themselves participating in a more extended conversation about religious authenticity, the nature of religious authority, and the place of religion in the Republic. In the end, works like Mohammedanism Unveiled, 1829, Mormonism Unveiled, 1834, Noisism Unveiled, 1849, and Spiritualism Unveiled, 1866, shared more than similar titles. They each betrayed the admission that religious claims were complicated and that, if left to themselves, people might just choose amiss. In a religiously disestablished United States, the new free market in churches entailed unintended and unwanted consequences.